0: Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by former West High and Montana State Bobcat basketball player, Danny Robison. How are you doing today, Danny?
1: I'm good, Mitch, my man. I thank you for having me on. Uh, Like we were talking about before, I can't say enough about your podcast, man. I've scrolled through those um, guys that you had on there and I'm impressed. So thank you for having me on and I'm excited to talk to you.
0: Oh, of course. You know, I mean, I started this back in October, basically out of COVID boredom. So,
1: Yeah, no, you've come a long way, from it, that, man. which is awesome. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, you know, I've known you since I was a freshman in high school. You were a senior my freshman year. So I kind of I know the tail end of your high school career. And then obviously I followed you and at MSU. But, you know, what was it like to be able to play for your dad in high school?
1: Um, it was a good experience, Mitch. I, I can't, I don't think uh, you can put into words how special it was, um, especially towards the end of my high school career. And I think that all of the players and coaches and parents and students have such a high amount of respect for my dad as a person and my dad as a coach. And um, to be honest with you, the first couple years of high school, it was hard just because I was very uncoordinated, um, not very skilled, and um, just had a hard time kind of finding my own um, in my basketball career, um, and growing into kind of the lanky, goofy body I had. And um, I'd say kind of after my junior year when we lost in the championship, uh, I finally started to build a little bit more muscle mass and um, become a little bit better of a player. And um, I struggled just with the relationship with my dad, just. Um, earlier in my career, because um, of how hard it was to um, think that I was a good player when I really wasn't. So um, it was a little bit easier during my senior year with the success that we had and um, just building a, a, a relationship that um, really lasted forever and um, really built our success my senior year. So I can't say enough about the practices, the times at home, and um, just how much he puts into the game and um, really gets the best success out of it. So it was the best experience that I've had, Mitch, best coach I've had. And um, I can't say enough about my dad as a person.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So you come from quite an athletic family. I mean, I know you, of course, your brother and your sister all were very good athletes, not only at the high school, but then the college level. And your dad was also, what does it mean to come from such a family of such athletes?
1: Um, it's, it was, there was a lot of pressure, to be honest with you. Um, even my mom's a great athlete, Mitch. She's 5'11 and um, has the best jump shot out of all of us. But um, it was, it was a good, uh, good upbringing. I mean, my sister was a stud for uh, Billings West and um, obviously went on to have great success at U of M. And um, I still think that, Shane could kick all of our asses um, he's strong and um, has such a football and basketball uh, mindset and body and um, continues to be strong even this day and um, so those two athletes kind of shaped me into who I was and then um, in my co- in my high school career Mitch I worked out with a guy named Adam Leachman and he really helped my athleticism excel um towards the end of my high school career and so I, I really appreciate the work that he put in to help me become a better athlete and, uh I can't say enough about the the genes that my parents gave us three kids and uh, we're fortunate that we all made it to the division level division one level and received scholarships and were able to have some success in our athletic career
0: for sure so is there a little bit of that family rivalry with your sister going to U of M and then you and your brother going to MSU
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah for sure we I always uh we always talk about it and still send out some um texts during Cat Grizz games and whatnot but I to be honest Mitch I, I I got my butt kicked by the Grizz so I don't really have any room to talk my brother had some more success but uh my sister was very very successful with uh Rob Selvick in Montana so she probably has the most bragging rights but um we still talk some shit to her so it all works out
0: oh that's awesome so you, you know you played i think at two of the coolest places to play high school and college because the golden dome i feel like has an atmosphere that's second to none your dad and i talked about this a little bit yesterday but then also brick breeding is also a great atmosphere to play in so what was it like to get the chance to play at those two places
1: Man, it was awesome. And I, uh, I listened to what you and my dad talked about and it's the, the golden dome was such a special place to play. And I, I don't think that many people realize the, the tingling sensations you get when you're sitting in the locker room and you hear all the fans coming in and the band getting louder and uh, more people started cheering even during like the JV games. I mean, you know, when When a senior in Skyview and even Bozeman and the Great Falls Schools came into town, the JV game was packed at the start of the game. And it just says a lot about the success of the program and how much the city of Billings bought into the Golden Dome and Billings West basketball. So it's just a special feeling making a basket and hearing the crowd crowd roar and coming back into a defense. And um, you know that gym or that court's just a little bit smaller so it felt like everyone was a little bit on top of you and it was always so loud and uh, I don't think that we had a game that wasn't um near or full capacity so I I still think about playing with my best friends in that uh gym and it was a, a special place to play and then I you know I was fortunate enough to um have the state tournament my senior year in in brick breeding and, and um so kind of to have that transition from the state championship to then um playing there my first game of my collegiate career it was it was pretty special. So I the brick is awesome. Um and it's even better now to see the success that Danny Sprinkle and the Bobcats have generated within the last year to be on Sports Center a couple months ago and see how um great the crowds have been there. Um kind of dating back to like the 96 era of Bobcat basketball. So it's definitely a special place to play. Um, and like I think that, yeah, like you said, I was fortunate enough to play in two of the best um, arenas in uh, Montana between high school and college.
0: For sure. So with those, some great rivalries, you have, of course, Senior West for your high school days and actually Senior Skyview is really, or not Senior West Skyview is a very good rivalry too. And then you have for obviously the state reasons you have montana state and u of m what was it like to be able to play in those games
1: um it was awesome mitch the you know how um growing up in billings and you always uh just because it's a little bit smaller you're always playing um or seeing those uh friends that you play against in high school like Uh, just a few names like Trevin McNeil and Chad Newell. Um, I always played against them Mm -hmm. when we were growing up, like in traveling basketball, traveling baseball. So you kind of develop a little bit of a rivalry even before you get to high school. So, um, and I, the relationships, it's not like a a hatred rivalry. I still talk to those guys and um, it's nice to have kind of a, a friendly rivalry between those schools and um, even The Skyview rivalry towards the kind of end of my career was great, too. It was always hard to play up there. And they're such a well-coached team and program that um, they have obviously generated a lot of success over the last couple of years. But uh, playing in those games was um, so special. And even I think they were usually on weeknights. So it was a little bit more um, you had to to be mentally prepared to play, kind of sitting in class all day and go out and play in one of the biggest games of the night. And when uh, getting transferring some of those rivalry feelings towards the Montana Montana State games, I mean, I my obviously my sister and my brother played in a lot of them, and um, I think the the football rivalry generates a lot more um, kind of hatred and mm-hmm. um, passion passion between fans um, than basketball does. But it was still such an awesome experience to play in those games um, against some of the best players that. I've ever played against uh, the Dalberg arena in Missoula is a, a great place to play. Um, mm-hmm. And there's always so much uh, kind of like the golden dome. They, their fans are so s- stacked on top of you that um, it feels like you're kind of playing on a sunken in court. So those games are always so special and um, I wish that I would have had a little bit more success against the Grizz, but um, I wouldn't trade anything for the world on the relationships that I generated with my teammates. And um, obviously the, academic um, career that I had there as well. So um, yeah, the rivalry aspect is something that a lot of people take for granted, but um, it always is nice to go to a cat Grizz game or um, see West play senior and um, still be a part of that rivalry in some aspect.
0: For sure. So sometimes, you know, the Bobcats will go and play in different tournaments at the beginning of the year or the big sky tournament at the end of the year. What was your favorite place you got to go as a Bobcat? to
1: play a game? Oh, I've had some, we had some good, uh, good competition, Mitch. Um, I'd say tournament wise, my senior year, we went and played, um, I think it was called the rainbow classic. And it was in uh, university of Hawaii um, on the big Island. And it was cool for me because uh, my family came out, my sister, my brother and my parents all um, came out to Hawaii and spent some time. And um, it wasn't as, much recreational for me, but it was um, a good experience to play um, three games out there in um, a cool environment. I think we played, obviously, the University of Hawaii and then Nevada and um, another small school, but um, we were playing some good basketball at the start of the season, and um, it was a, a really cool experience, and I, I'm not sure if you knew, but we played, like, Kentucky when they had the Fab Five with the Harrison Twins, um, which was Really, really good experience playing in Rupp Arena. We didn't do very well in the game, but um, walking into such a historic arena um, and playing against NBA players like Carl Anthony Towns um, and Devin Booker was something that I'll never forget. Um, And I think one of the last games that I really, really enjoyed was um, when we, uh, Coach Fish, um, during my senior year, was able to help kind of uh, create a – Border war between uh, Wyoming and our game. Instead of playing it in Bozeman, he was able to help get it rearranged to the Metra. Um, so my wow. senior year, we we played uh, Wyoming at the Metra, and um, it was a full stadium, and uh, we won by I think two points, and so it was a good game, kind of back and forth. And Wyoming's always a um, a tough team to play; they're very well coached and a good program. And I mean, this year they made it to the NCAA tournament again, right. so. It was, it was a good experience. We um, Playing at the Metro was kind of like going back to the high school days, and uh, there was a lot of support there for our team, and um, it was uh, definitely a game that I'll never forget.
0: That's cool. I didn't realize that I had forgotten that he put that one in the Metro. That's really neat that he was able to do that because it's kind of middle ground. I know it's a lot closer for Bozeman, but <laughs> –
1: yeah, and even even Wyoming had a a ton of fans um at that game, so it was kind of back and forth and um it would get pretty loud in the metro.
0: Oh, that's so cool. So you mentioned that you've had a lot of um relationships with your teammates and stuff like that. How has or how has coaches roles, I guess, been in building those relationships throughout your team?
1: Um it's been uh it's, it was good to have great coaches throughout my careers. Even, um, in baseball, there was a, a coach named Garth Claren, um, yep. who coached the coach of the regulators. And, um, he was, uh, able to generate such good friendships through, uh, my teammates, kind of like what we were talking about. Like I played with Chad Newell and mm-hmm. Luke Reinschmidt who went to senior, but we still had such good relationships on the baseball field. And, um, I think that, coaches like that coaches like my dad and even my collegiate coaches they um they know that relationships always matter the the ball only bounces for so long and that was that's always apparent and um even now when my my dad and my brother and I were lucky enough to go to, to uh San Diego to watch uh, Montana State play two weeks ago when they made it to the NCAA tournament and so going there and seeing my old teammates like Marcus Colbert and um, Sam Newman and Mike Dyson and Ryan Shannon um, was pretty special just because it, you know how it is when you see your old friends, it's like nothing changes and you never skip, skip a beat. So I think that um, even though that I didn't have the success that I wished I would have at Montana state, I'll, those relationships will never die. And um, the coaches that started to, um kind of ingrained that importance in my life early kind of childhood even with like I said Garth um and mm-hmm. like Jody Dessen coached uh, below the net when um I was in traveling basketball those those importance on having friendships relationships with your teammates just go so much farther than the game that um I don't think a lot of people realize that
0: yeah for sure so if I remember right when you were at Montana State you dealt with some injuries if I'm not mistaken
1: yeah. yeah. Um,
0: how hard was it to ahead. come back from those?
1: Um, It was tough, man. I, that was one of the things that I struggled with um, quite a bit. I, I got mono my first year in the dorms um, about halfway through my um, freshman season. And that was hard because I had already played too many games to take a redshirt, shirt. Um, and so it was kind of difficult to get over that when, I honestly never felt like my lungs and my endurance and kind of conditioning ever recovered, um, from that. And so that was hard just early in my career to, um, because it is such a jump from <clears throat> high school basketball to college basketball, and then to be at a point when you're playing and feel a little bit confident and have a, a sickness like mono take you out for, um, a couple months. It was, it was hard. And so my sophomore season, I, I I did okay. And I wasn't, uh, as good as some of the players on our team. So didn't see the, the success that I wanted, but, um, I, I had a good time my sophomore year and wouldn't change that for the world. And then my, my junior year, I, um, during our last game, I was, uh, got caught up and, um, tied in a rebound and, um, kind of dislocated my elbow and tore my, um, one of the tendons in my elbow and, Thought it would heal a little bit better than it did, and it didn't. So I underwent that Tommy John surgery my junior um, summer, and everything was going good, and um, rehab was going well. And I, like we were talking about before, the first couple of games of my senior year, we were playing really well. I thought that I had some good confidence rolling into the first five or so games. And then um, something started to happen with my ulnar nerve, and I had just a little bit of a surgery complication from my first elbow surgery. And so my ulnar nerve was kind of getting caught in between my uh, bones when I was um, extending and flexing my arm. So it was hard to dribble the ball and kind of be confident in my left hand. And um, I've always struggled a little bit with confidence and to have something happen where you even kind of feel less confident in your basketball ability was really hard for me, not only physically, but mentally my senior year. So um, I was, I was fortunate enough to have a good trainer, good support and um, good help from my teammates, my senior year and just kind of stuck things out and did what I could to rebound play defense and um, take charges and do what I could on the floor. But obviously I wish that my, Injuries hadn't affected the uh, my play as much as they did, but um, that's all right. It's the past is the past, and I can't change anything now. But like I said, I'm thankful that I did have the support from my family, my friends, and my teammates to kind of get through a, a hard time in my life. But um, it it helped me kind of grow as a person, grow as um, fighting through hard times. Even now, just being in the workforce every day. But um, yeah, like I said, I experiences always make a person better, and um, I'm thankful for them.
0: For sure, so you know, I have to ask. I noticed your number is a Colorado number. What has you down in Colorado nowadays?
1: <laughs> um, so I, I stayed in Bozeman um, after I graduated and worked uh, with a close friend named Billy Langless um, at Langless Construction. I got my engineering degree, Mitch, so um, I tried to use that the best I could, but I had no idea honestly what I was going to do after I graduated. So, I um, started working in the construction field and got a ton of great experience um, in Bozeman but I was honestly looking Mitch to see if there was a way that I could tie my engineering degree, um, to the sports industry. I just missed kind of the team atmosphere and that passion Mm -hmm. for sports. And so I was, uh, luckily, um, able to find a job with the, or a job opportunity with the Denver Broncos here, um, and, uh, flew down and interviewed kind of as an owner's rep project manager for the Broncos stadium. And, Um, got here about three years ago, um, and worked for the Broncos for two seasons. And, uh, um, it was a great experience and, uh, did a lot of cool things. And I actually just, um, took a new opportunity about six months ago with, uh, just another contracting firm. And, um, so down here in Denver and, um, it's been good. COVID hasn't been great, but, um, it's been a good experience and, um, I made some good relationships here. And, um, so we'll see kind of where that takes me.
0: That's so cool to hear that you're using your degree to also work with one of your other passions of sports. That's awesome for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So when you were getting recruited, how did that work for you? I know that maybe things have been, are a little bit different now with COVID, but how did your recruitment process work you?
1: Um. Well, to be honest with you, Mitch, like we kind of talked about before my first three years, I, I wasn't the best. And um, I think that now there's a lot of, um, athletes that start as freshmen and start as sophomores that, um, get such high recruiting interest earlier in their careers. And when I was uh, a junior, I had a big decision to make, um, just because you know how Legion baseball is, it takes up so much of the summer. And I just wasn't able to, uh, justify that. Um, I thought I was going to either get a a baseball scholarship or a basketball scholarship that I wanted. So I um, kind of talked through things through with um, Coach Hughes at that point and my dad, and um, I made a decision to not play baseball my junior summer and just strictly focus on basketball. So that, that summer was huge for me. I was able to um, spend some time up in Bozeman with my brother and uh, went to all of their camps. And I think that was kind of where I started to get a little bit of interest from, MSU um, and uh, played in their team camp, their individual one, and um, was able to kind of keep building my skills and my strength as a basketball player. And like we talked about before, I can't say enough about how Adam Leachman helped me grow into the player I was my senior year. Um, And when I started uh, my senior year, I I didn't hear anything, Mitch, that summer or really anything like that. It was the first kind of couple games that we started playing and, um, I put up some, uh, pretty decent numbers, the, um, first few games of the season and immediately caught the interest of some NAI schools around, uh, Montana. And then, uh, when Trace Tinkle was a freshman, we played big sky, um, at West and, and, uh, after that happened, um, uh, coach Tinkle reached out to me and uh, um, my dad and I went up there on a kind of unofficial visit. And um, then after that happened, uh, Montana state came back and I think my brother helped a little bit with that to nudge coach Hughes to get me to um, come there on a visit. So again, my, I think a couple of weeks later um, around maybe like January, um, my dad and my mom and my brother and I went to uh, a Montana state game, watched them play. They won. It was great. And um, that night, uh was offered a scholarship. So kind of verbally committed, I think halfway through kind of around January of my senior year. And um it was a it was a good time. I was happy that I made that decision and um obviously a little bit of pressure to continue the senior success uh throughout the state tournament. But um it was awesome and the recruiting experience happened so quick. And I think now there's so many rules, especially with COVID, like you said, that um it's a little bit harder. But there are so many AAU programs and um, so many summer things going on that um, I think the interest gets a little bit easily generated better um, and mm-hmm. more kids are, more kids are able to um, showcase their talents um, compared to how it was when I was playing. And it seemed like there was only one or two AAU teams in Montana.
0: Yeah, definitely. Your brother was just like, I'm not letting another one of my siblings go to U of M. You're coming to MSU with me. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Danny, I want to thank you so much for your time tonight and just thanks for coming on. And I'm glad you're doing so well. And just, yeah, thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you, my man. I hope that I'll be a recurring guest. I think your podcast is awesome, man. I'm happy for you. Happy you're doing this. And um, it's great to hear from you. And um, I hope to see you soon. I hope to talk to you soon, my man.
0: Yeah, next time you're in town or I'm in Denver, we'll definitely try to get together.
1: That sounds good, Mitch. You have a good night, man. Thanks again. I'll talk to you later. You too,
0: Danny. Have a great night. All right, see ya. See ya.